So today, as we talk about Jesus as our center, this is important things we need to know about Jesus as our center. We're going to discover that he's our origin, he is our light, and he is our space. And we're going to break those things down. I'm going to start in the book of John. If you've never read the Bible before, I want to highly encourage you that the book of John is a great place to start. The book of John is really fun to read. John gives this just really great, broad overview of Jesus' life. And he gives a, just a wonderful perspective. One of the reasons why I personally like John is because John writes the book and it's somewhat poetic. If you read Greek and you read it in its original text, you would read it like poetry. Now, what, what is poetry, right? I'm not talking about fluffy or flowery. It's not like understand poetry. The depth of poetry is powerful because poetry is written in a way that you're going to read something. You're in the words are going to mean something right off the page, but they're also going to mean something maybe tied to some other things that you might need to think about more deeply. And there's these layers to really well-written poetry. And so this is how John's writing this. So as we read this, he's going to use some words that I'm going to stop and define because I want us to understand the depth of what's being said. Because if you just read it on the surface, you're going to go, this is really confusing because of the way that he wrote the book. So John 1 Verse 1 starts out and it says, In the beginning the word already existed. Now, let's stop for a second. This scripture is up on there. Throw it back up there, please. It says, In the beginning the word already existed. Do you notice how the word word is capitalized? Why? That word capitalized means Jesus. So when you read this, we can say, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God, okay? Or we could say, to bring really good understanding, in the beginning, Jesus already was. Jesus was with God. You know, Genesis 1, when you read, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Jesus was present. In fact, when Jesus spoke creation, his words and creation came through Jesus. So Jesus was the word. He is the physical nature. He, he, Jesus was the word. He was with God in the beginning. It says that God created everything through Jesus. And nothing was created except through him. The word, or Jesus, gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That, that alone, verse 1 through 5, is a powerful understanding. If we can grab a hold of verse 1 through 5, this will foundationally set you on a path of success when it comes to your faith in Jesus Christ. Because it sets the tone for the rest of our faith in him. L listen to what John goes on and says. He says in verse 6, God sent a man, John the Baptist. Now who's John the Baptist? John the Baptist happened to be the cousin of Jesus. John the Baptist's mom, her name was Elizabeth. And, uh, and, and John the Baptist was a little bit older than Jesus. He was born a little bit before Jesus, okay? So God sent a man, John the Baptist, who happened to be Jesus' cousin, who was a little bit older to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony, because of what he was saying. John himself was not the light. John wasn't Jesus. John wasn't this person. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. It's kind of like in our own lives. Like we're not the light. We're just a witness sent to talk about the light. Okay. We're not Jesus. We're, we're just here to talk about how Jesus has illuminated our life. 
So John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, which means that there's something false in nature that true light stands against. Think about the language being used, okay? The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He's talking about Jesus. He came in to the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. That through, this is what it's saying, that through Jesus Christ, you step in to the family that you were created for and you belong to through Jesus Christ. It's verse 13. They are reborn, not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Verse 14. So the word... Jesus became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. Check this statement out. I told you John was actually born before Jesus. But John just said, the Jesus that I'm telling you is coming, the light of life, the giver of life in present darkness, he existed long before I even came. This is John's acknowledgement that Jesus in his life came from outside of what we can consider creation, outside of, he existed before everything. And he says from verse 16, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another for the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the unique one, I love that language, but the unique one. Because Jesus, is uni- he's unique, isn't he? Why is he unique? Because there's nothing like him. There's no other like him. No one else could do what he did. It says, but the unique one, Jesus, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart, and he has revealed God to us. The greatest revelations of God are always found through Jesus Christ. If, if we want to understand the heart of God, we have to understand who Jesus is. And if we can understand who Jesus is in his relationship to God as the Father, we can begin to understand the nature and the character of God. And that begins explaining some truths about who God is to us. And it begins answering some core questions that we end up walking around with. John the writer of this is declaring Jesus as the center by being our origin, our light, and our space. And so we're going to start out with this word origin. This word origin really is another word that you can use for center. Jesus is our center. That word center, this is how it's defined in one of the definitions, a source or an origin of something. 
So Jesus is our center. It's, he's a source or origin of something. So in John 1, 3, God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. That word through means by. It means in, that, nothing was, that everything was created by him, in him, or by means of him. So he's the originator. He's the, crea- he's the creator. He, he created everything that's created. So to find the purpose of some things, original design, you just look at the originator. Just, just real quickly, I just want to say that one of the, the, the biggest questions that humanity is facing right now is why do I exist? What's my purpose? Now, I, I want you to know something. By and large, what happens, I'm not talking about purpose in the sense of like what job you're supposed to do or what school you should go to or if you should move to that city or not. Those are all what I would consider assignments of a purpose. Here's what I mean. If you want to know the original design of something, look at the designer. I found this piece of wood laying out in a field that was buried in some dirt. My, my wife and I were shopping out in Valley Center at this, this place. And everything was inside and it was well marked and it was clean. And it's, it's like old stuff that they had found from all over the country. And out in this junk pile, there was this round piece of wood. And it, was ve- it was very, it was kind of fascinating to me uh, because it was a perfect cylinder. And so I went out and I, I, I pulled it out of the dirt. It was half buried in dirt. And I, I'm like started brushing it off. And I, I said to the guy who owned the place, and I was like, Hey bro, what, I, what is this? And how much is it? He was like, I have no idea what it is. He had, he, he could not tell me what its original design was. Therefore what its purpose was, but it was laying in his yard. And, and so I brushed off the inside of it and I found this tag that was tattered and this tattered tag. What it was is it was a drum company that is one of the oldest drum companies in existence. And so what it did was, is I was able to find the originator of this cylindrical piece of wood. And then it told me what the purpose of this thing was that I was holding it. It was, it was a drum shell that a drummer would take and put a head on and hit it. See, when I understood who the originator and the creator of this thing was, I understood what the purpose was for it. Are you following me? Jesus is your source of your original purpose and design. If you can understand Jesus, we can begin to answer these questions. And you'll realize, I'm going to go back to last week a little bit in this, that you'll realize that a lot of times God just wants you to bring him glory in whatever you decide. Okay, follow me. God, which job pathway should I take? God's like, bro, I'm for you. I just want you to glorify me, whether it's left door, middle door, or right door. Are you following me? Okay. First Corinthians 8, 6. But for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom, that, that word by whom is the same connotation as through, by means of. There is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. This is uh, who we come from, who we live for, and who we are in. Let me say that again. Jesus as our center is important because it's us understanding who we come from, who we live for, and where we find ourselves in. 
I'm just trying to find myself. Jesus at the center. The means by which we exist, this is what it's answering. Now, here, here's what I want to point out really quickly. I'm going to point out two different points of view. When I say Jesus is your center, I need to define center really quickly. Uh, because a lot of times I'm going to show you the common perspective of I'm going to put Jesus in the center of my life. So what we do is we go, I'm going to put Jesus in the center of my life. And kind of like the solar system, uh, do you know how all the planets revolve around the sun? S-U-N. We get really cute, Christian cute. And we go, oh, our lives are supposed to revolve around the sun. S-O-N. <laughs> we make shirts and they're super cheesy. Can someone please agree with me? Thank you. I was like, bro, is the prerequisite for this to be a bad design? Okay, enough. Soapbox. So our view is Pastor Pat is saying, I got to make Jesus the center of the of the solar system, of the spiritual solar system. And so Pastor Pat is probably really close in the solar system because he's a pastor. My neighbor, that fool, that dude's like not even on the chart. That dude's so far away from Jesus in the solar system. And then us, because, you know, maybe you're like, I'm a good Christian type. Right? Maybe you and the solar system, average American Christian is maybe in that proximity to Jesus in the spiritual solar system. But this view is completely perverted. I'm going to tell you why. Because sin has given us a perspective that we are the center of our own universe. Boy, I'm going to say it to this side of the room because this side of the room, like, sin has given us the perspective that we are the center of our own universe. Satan stepped in because Satan's perspective is I am the center of the universe and I deserve all worth attention and affection. And God said, Satan, you don't deserve all worth attention and affection. I do. And he cast him from the heavenly places. And Satan got humanity, Genesis 3, to agree with this perspective that everything exists in a system where there's a center. And we call this self-centered spirituality. So we think, well, normally, Pat is the center of the universe. You can fill your own first initial in there, by the way. Because when, so, I'll prove it. When something is said, this is, what we, this is the first thing we do. What, what, what's in this for me? If you're, if, if you're, if you're in a, a, a time of singleness in your life, just real quick, time of singleness in your life, people are like, man, who is my significant other? I'm trying to find this, this guy or this girl, this, this significant other. I'm trying to find him. Be careful. 
Because if this is your perspective, you're going to assume that that, that that significant other is there to make you happy. God, would you just bring me that significant other to make me happy? But God did not create the sanctity of marriage to make us happy, but to actually make us holy. Everyone that's single in the room is like, that sucks. <laughs> right? Could it be that your singleness, God actually has you in singleness so that he draws you closer into him? I could just do a whole right there, but I'm not gonna. Satan has us tricked. Rather, this is, this is what this means. This is what we have to get through our perspective. If we can get our heads wrapped around this, we win on so many levels. You were created for a relationship of intimacy with God. So this, so this is what Jesus at the center of life really looks like. Jesus existed outside of time, outside of everything physical. He stepped into humanity and took on the form of human. And he did that and he created, he stepped into the boundaries of time. Say boundaries of time. You and I live in boundaries of time. You took a first breath, you're going to take a last. Agreed? Cool. Jesus stepped into that. And this is important. Why? Because he stepped in and on the cross, he took this. His hands were nailed across that space and gave us the opportunity to live in Christ. Intimacy. Jesus as your center doesn't mean your life revolves around him. It means that you join him. You don't have to jump to reach him. You join him in this intimate place. The most common question that I hear Christians ask, and perhaps if you're not a follower of Jesus, someone has asked you this question. You're going through something and somebody says, where's Jesus at in your life story? Has anyone ever heard this question? Okay. Where's Jesus at in your life story? That perspective is actually inherently wrong. Why? That is a self-centered perspective. Here's the perspective. This is what I want you to ask me. Pat, where is your life in Jesus' life story? Because Jesus' life is bigger than mine. And in his life, in his life, is where I find mine. In his story is where I find my story. So my question would be, where are you in Jesus' life story? Number two, light. 
God sent Jesus to extinguish the darkness of the separation of sin that occurred and to restore humanity to a place of intimacy with God. That, 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 that's, that was the goal of Jesus coming. Why did he step from outside, out of the eternal, into flesh and blood, human terms, to restore this relationship of intimacy? Uh, John says this in verse 4 and 5. He says, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought what? Light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never what? Okay, so there's a darkness, but this light that Jesus brings can never be defeated, can never be extinguished. Um, this is what the word light means. We think light, we think light. We think, you know, on the back of our phone, light. <laughs> okay, this is what this light means. The word's phos. It's, it's Jesus as the source of human wisdom, truth, or knowledge. Let me say that again. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought human wisdom, truth, and knowledge to us. Especially the power of understanding moral and spiritual truth. What is this saying? John is telling you and I that Jesus Christ gives us the ability to understand a moral standard in truth. I'm going to say it this way. Jesus is the light of life. He's the origin of life. When, 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 when a child is conceived, that life the origin of that life is through Jesus Christ right now. <laughs> and the light of moral and spiritual truth that restores life by extinguishing the death of sin's present darkness is also Jesus. So he's our origin and he's the solution to what is broken. Everyone inherently knows to find light when it goes dark. It's the first thing we're like, does anyone have a flashlight? If everything went pitch black in the world, the first thing you would do, and you could like literally like could not see in front of you, I guarantee you, I would wager money on how fast someone would pull their cell phone out of their pocket, boom, and hit their light. Why? Because we have an innate sense that when there's present darkness, we extinguish it with light. In fact, I will tell you that there is no other solution to complete darkness but light. I just explained absolute truth. That is not subjective. Light will always extinguish darkness. That's an absolute truth. Jesus as the light of our life will always extinguish the darkness of death that sin has left us in. 
That is an absolute truth. Everything in scripture that we read from Genesis to Revelation, the whole entirety of this book called the Bible, points to Jesus. Before Jesus is born, there's all of these foretellings of Jesus. Thousands of years before he's born, all of these foretellings of this king of peace, this king of glory, this savior who was going to come, where he would be born, what his forefathers' names were, what his life would look like. That's crazy. Then we have Jesus' birth. We have his life that he lived, his ministry. We have his death that was foretold. We have his resurrection that was foretold. And we have him now sitting at the right hand of the Father, the place of honor. All of those things added up tell me one thing. That we have tangible proof that Jesus Christ is the absolute solution to darkness in our world. There's no other solution. There's no solution to my heart <laughs> that needs illuminated because I'm struggling with that thing. I'm right. This is humanity. We need the power of Jesus Christ in our life. <clears throat> Colossians 3 one says, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. And think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. That scripture right there saved me for the first year of me walking in faith with Jesus. Right here. For you died to this life. You mean to all those things that wanted to haunt me, all the darkness, all the pain, all the trauma, all the things I was carrying, all the stress, all the struggle, all the anxiety, all the depression, all the thoughts of suicide, all that stuff, all the poor relational equity that I had created in the people around me, all of that stuff is now dead. It's old stuff. And I am now a new creation and I am hidden in Christ that for the first time in my life, I felt like I was protected. Why? Because I was hidden with Christ in God, because I had a place that was covering me. I had a place that I belonged. I had a place of safety. I had a place that I could finally rest. I had a place that I could breathe. And when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all the glory. This, this is a depiction of what's going to happen when Jesus Christ returns. You're going to share in that glory. It's like, you know, Hey, the question isn't like, Hey, what are you doing? It's, 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 why are you follow Jesus? And I'm like, if I'm wrong, I'm better for it. If you're wrong, I actually am concerned for you. We need the light of Jesus Christ in a presently dark world. He is the only solution, the light of life, Jesus Christ. Let's talk about space. Jesus holds space as the center of any, everything. So this idea that Jesus is our center, it means he's holding space. Uh, the, this this uh, description of holding space, the word means intercede. How, how many of you have ever heard this word intercede? How many of you have never heard the word intercede? Thank you. Love the honesty. 
The word intercede, it's intercession, like Jesus intercedes or there's intercession. So this is what it means. It means uh, that we're going to press back and hold open space. Uh, There's doors closing in an elevator and you step in and you wave your hand and you stand in the way and keep the doors open and hold space for your family to get in so they don't get crushed getting in. Does that make sense? Jesus Christ, in Hebrews 7.25, therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him that are getting on the elevator through Jesus Christ. Why? Because he intercedes before God forever. What's this saying? It's saying that Jesus Christ, when he took the position on the cross and, and he stretched his arms out on the cross and, he, and his hands were nailed to this cross, that what he was doing is he not only... see. The Romans didn't know that when they spread his arms wide, they weren't killing him. They were extending his press to hold space for you in eternity. So the the depiction of Jesus Christ on the cross is this. And this is him standing in the midst of every single thing that you and I will deal with, every present darkness, standing in the midst of sin's death. And he says, I will stand as intercession for you to hold space for you to step into hope, for you to step into peace, for you to step into a life that is full, for you to step into purpose, for you to step into a family, to belonging, for you to step in and understand that you are not who the world says you are. But when you step into me, If you would dare to step in and join Jesus Christ in this place that he's holding space for you in, you get really close to the person of peace and you start feeling peaceful. Well, Pat, I just, I'm struggling to understand love. It says that actually in this place is the unfailing love of God. Close you are to the person of love, the more love you're going to feel. The closer you are to the person of life, the more life that you're going to experience. The closer you are to the person of family, of relationships, the more relationships you're going to find and you're going to feel like you belong. Jesus is our center and This is what I learned in my life. I'm human, so unfortunately, I run to the end of myself sometimes. Can anyone relate? (laughs) I'm like, Jesus, you're the center. And then I'm like, get in my car. And who's the center? I'm the center. I'm like, dude, the dude in front of me is an idiot. Why is he driving like this? Right? I'm the only one who says things like this. None of you ever experience these mild passive-aggressive levels of road rage. Only your pastor. God wants me to be a testimony of his goodness to you. So he has me deal with these things. That deserves an amen. (laughs) Okay. I run to the end of myself and I forget You know, in this place, Jesus is enough. 
Well, Pat, you, you know, Pastor, you don't understand. You see, I'm, if I could just get this worked out, then it would be enough. I would be happy. I would have joy. I would, I would feel some peace. You know, the anxiety would go down. And, and, and this is the problem. Intimacy with Jesus is enough. He's the person of everything that we need. And I have to realize sometimes daily, like if you have to, this is, this is an exercise. If you want, you can totally take this. I'm, I think I might start doing this in my house. After I say this, my wife is going to, I'm going to come home and this is going to be done. She's going to be like, bro, you need that. Get some tape. And I, and, and, and I would encourage you to tape a box, a rectangle, a bar <laughs> right next to your bed. Whatever side you swing your feet out first. And, and here's the exercise. When you swing your feet out of the bed and you put your feet on the ground, this is going to remind you that you're stepping into your day, into your week. You're stepping into your moments in Christ. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Jesus is the center means he's our origin, he's our light. He's the absolute solution to darkness. And he is our space. He's holding this space for us to restore the intimacy and for us to have and to experience all the things that we were made for, by the way. Today, perhaps in hearing this, you realize your perspective of God is the spiritual solar system. Some of you have been on this yo-yo where you feel like, well, because I did everything right today, I'm closer to the sun. Isn't this what we tell ourselves? Because of everything I did right today, I'm closer to the sun. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus never leaves your side. It doesn't mean that because Jesus stands by your side in the midst of present darkness, it doesn't mean that he's, he's voting. It's not a vote of confidence for the darkness. It means that he's there and he's ready and he's willing and he's holding space for you to step into an intimate relationship with him. And sometimes the situation doesn't shift, but who you're standing with does. And you understanding who you stand with is more powerful than where you stand. And some of you need to hear this today. You, your relationship with God is not predicated on what you and I can do. It's predicated on the person of Jesus and what he did. And God wants an intimate relationship with you today. If you don't have an intimate relationship with Jesus today, and you say, and you realize in hearing this, oh my gosh, my perspective was a little shifted. Man, I, I have been struggling with some of these things, understanding some of these things. But, but my first step, I want you to know, first step in glorifying God is to step into this relationship, to, to make Jesus the center, to say, I'm going to step into this relationship with him. And it, today, if you realize that and you're like, you know what? I need that relationship with Jesus. Do me a favor. Raise your hand. Be bold. Cool, there's a lot of hands. Amen. Just, just to make this normal, I need a constant reminder in my life that this is what I was created for. 
This is what we were created for. So if that was you, maybe you've never stepped into a relationship with God. Maybe you've never said, oh, this Jesus character is tangible proof that he is the absolute truth. He's the absolute solution to darkness. Maybe you've never said that. Maybe you've never acknowledged that. Maybe that's fine. Maybe today it's reminding you. Either way, I'm going to highly encourage you to do something. When you step into this relationship and you join Jesus, guess what? You join Jesus. Jesus is there. Here's you. You now join Jesus. Yay. But guess who else is with Jesus? Oh my gosh, this is really going to irritate some of you. People. What? Holy hell, are you kidding me? Are you going to tell me that I got to live life with people? Yeah. Because Jesus didn't come to die for you. He came to die for humanity. You just happened to be human. High five somebody. Okay. I'm going to homeschool high five you. When you're homeschooled, you don't have, you don't have any classmates. You have to homeschool high five is just an air five to yourself. High five. If you recognize what I said today, there are people that God has actually purposed you to join life and relationship with. So don't sit in the seat and say, I acknowledge that and then, and then walk out. I want you, this is, this is a bold move. I want you to make yourself known. Come and talk to one of our ministry team members and say, I am acknowledging today that I need Jesus at the center of my life. Not as a spiritual solar system, but by joining him in intimate relationship, and next week, we're going to talk about all of these guys, all the people, because people are our aim. Okay? Today, Jesus is what? Our center. And we discovered that he's our origin, he's our light, and he's our space that we can step into. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus the holder of all space, the one who came, our designer, our creator, the one who, who gives us this original design purpose. And, and God, we thank you that he stepped back in when sin entered the picture and he restored us to a place of intimacy and he brings light and he's an absolute solution to present darkness. And we thank you that he's holding space still today, that over 2,000 years ago, he did something by pressing back darkness and everything that the enemy could throw at us and he is still standing today holding that heavenly elevator door open until the day he comes back he is holding that space for you for your family for every single person that you can think of that needs light and present darkness and we are about Jesus at our center we want to know our origin we want to know the light that is absolute and destroys darkness and we are thankful that you hold space in Jesus powerful name everyone said, amen and amen.